Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Listen, you've heard my hashtag, different, better, more. What will you do differently, better, or more of in 2023? Some of you have already committed to healing from grief by working with me and my non-clinical approach to grief recovery and support. But for those of you who want to round out your healing with a clinical approach, there's BetterHelp and their network of over 25,000 licensed therapists. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether that's by text, by chat, phone, or even video. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, with more scheduling flexibility and at a much more affordable price. Use this link to get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp.com forward slash C words. That's better H-E-L-P com forward slash c words oh those effing c words changing confidence child two words that are so scary they may as well be personal let's talk about it on this podcast we'll share our stories about hardship and starting over making professional pivots ending relationships and friendships and having the confidence to navigate change I'm Marcia Cork, the change coach, and this is Ooh, Those Effing C-Words. Hello, hello, MCs. Welcome to another episode of Ooh, Those Effing C-Words, part two of my conversation with UNC Tar Heels linebacker Cedric Gray and his NIL agent, Pet Sumner of Sumner Sports. I am your host, the change coach, Marcia Cork. Last week, we had football fever celebrating not just the Super Bowl, but a historic Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks on the field. As NFL football comes to a close, we can shift our attention back to collegiate football with National Signing Day still in view from our rearview mirrors. This is still a timely and relevant conversation. All over the country, the nation's top high school seniors are committing to NCAA schools and football gets the most attention. So we are talking change as it relates to sports and the road to going pro. So last week we left off with two seniors already looking at how to optimize their name, image, and likeness in collegiate sports. You know, with NIL, we've been talking quite a bit about NIL and what that really means and how I had that epiphany <laughs> finally at the end of what NIL was. So we'll have that conversation and then Cedric and Pet Sumner are going to finish the episode with some really poignant thoughts that drove their decisions. All right, that's part two. Let's get started. Yeah, like I don't, I don't have to have an agent to benefit from uh, okay. like, like different companies, like you kind of said to before can reach out to me directly and I can communicate with them and they can try to work a deal with me. But, you know, me being on the smarter side, why not 
get an agent so I don't have to gotcha. focus on those things. Somebody who's educated in that area um, of sort can can help me and guide me through that process. Um, okay. And then NCAA allows me to have a marketing agent. I can't have a per se NFL agent right now because mm -hmm. I'm still an athlete in college, but I am able to have a, a marketing agent through this okay. new NIL uplift. Okay. So yeah, I'm not an NFL agent. Let's make that clear. I'm clearly a marketing guy. That's it. Not trying to get said in trouble. No, no, no. I got okay. And this is making more sense to me now. I, I was definitely looking at it wrong. In fact, let's go, let's take a couple of questions because this actually might unfold a little bit more in your responses to these questions. So we have two student athletes um, here in the DC metro area. The first, Idell Lanigan. Let's hear his question. Hello, my name is Idell Lanigan, and I attend Riverdale Baptist High School located in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. I'm a quarterback in class of 2023. I'm here with you today to ask you about the NIL process. Furthermore, on how to push your name into the market and how to be more successful in NIL branding. Hello. I mean, like I said, I mean, if, if you're in high school, I, I would tell him, first of all, to kind of hold off and, and kind of wait for those opportunities um, to come um, in college. Because like we kind of said before, I mean, if you're in high school, I mean, you you got to be top five in, in, in the country mm -hmm. at whatever you do to even be thought about getting a deal. Um, but I would say looking looking forward to college, I mean, you know, I would say, you know, it like I said, it, it kind of depends on your name. It might depend on the school you go to. Um, it, it might be harder for a D3 athlete to get an NIL deal than a, a, a Division One athlete. Um, and so, you know, if I would say you were kind of a lower person, I would say just just market yourself as good as you as you possibly can and, and kind of hope for opportunities to come your way. Um, but you definitely got to put your name out there in some way or some sort. And I would say if you're looking, you know, to go to the to the higher levels and, and maybe getting an agent um, or different things like that, I, I would definitely recommend that. Because, uh, like I said, Pat has been a huge help to me. Um, he's helped me get opportunities that I know I wouldn't have gotten if I didn't have some representation. Okay. Um, and, and so I, I definitely think that that's something that um, he should consider um, okay. if that's kind of the route that he wants to take. Like, like I'll give, like, an example. I have, like, a friend I went to high school with. He was actually my high school quarterback. Mm -hmm. um, he plays football at Richmond, um, you know, a, a D1 school, but not a, a, a big school or whatever. Um, but he like has his own clothing brand and okay. he has like his own clothing page and, and markets it. And I've even helped market it for him. I've reposted some of this stuff for him um, and different things like that. So I guess that's some kind of like advice I would give, give him maybe, you know, get your friends or your homies, you know, to help you market, maybe some people that you know that have a bigger name, mm -hmm. um, help you to market your brand or, or whatever you want to do, um, whether it's yourself or clothes or anything like that. Okay. And so yeah. on the agency side, where, where would you jump in and, and support that that answer? Um, like kind of, he said, first of all, market yourself. I mean, if you're, if you're in Deion Sanders at all, I think he does a good job of telling his kids, you got to make sure you're doing the right things. 
nobody's going to want someone to represent their brand who's not doing the right things. Mm-hmm. Some people don't really like that the way he's saying that, but I think um, it's just the truth. It is what it is. You know, you have to market yourself in a good way um, and stay out of trouble and just making sure the right things are on your social media. Um, and I would think just kind of like said, so I think too many kids are starting to focus on NIL way too early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a dad call me kids in ninth grade. You know, what can we do NIL wise? I was like, dude, why don't y'all just focus on like being a kid and hooping? Like, don't mm-hmm. worry about NIL until that time comes. I think Where second- does that come from? Why is that? Is it just the novelty of it all that for all these years, all of the athletes, yeah, the people that they looked up to haven't been able to market themselves, not Mm -hmm. haven't been able to take gifts and deals and things like that. So now that this has all been lifted, you think it's just in everybody? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what he means when he like kind of talks about the, the, the kinks in it. You know, I think everybody like doesn't fully understand what NIL is like. Right. You know, just because we are able to be compensated now doesn't mean that everybody's going to get that opportunity. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, I think like Pet said, people just got to be really kind of educated a little bit more on actually what it is. And I think we need to calm down on like I've had some athletes ask me like, you know, oh, I see Cedric's doing pretty well. Like I want to be a millionaire by the time I leave this school. And I'm like. Dude, it just doesn't work that way. Like, it, like dude, I'm nowhere near close to a millionaire. No, yeah, like, like, neither am I. It doesn't work. Like, like, work for yourself, man. Like, it's tough to do. NIL is not easy. I've called probably 150 businesses in the past 365 days and get hung up on and get say, like, nah, we're not interested. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't expose the business, but I had a business tell me, like, that's a stupid way of marketing. You know, that's this and that. It's going off on me. And I was like, all right, man, like, clearly you're not, I'm not going to change your mind. So have a good day. You know, and um, this is helpful. This type of candor, this honesty, because I really I mean, let's hear that second question, because as you can see at the start of this conversation, I had no idea. I thought that it was very similar to an agency, that it was some type of of institution that now existed so that these students could get representation and some marketability. It's the wild, wild that otherwise. It's, I call it the wild, wild west NCAA. Okay. It's go for your own, get your own. Okay. Well, I mean, then it's basically social media. Yeah. <laughs> it, that, that really is what it is. You marketing yourself and starting. I mean, that it's, app. it's, it's, it's a business. It's, yeah. it's, it's a business. It's, it's, it's the same thing. People aren't just going to give you opportunities. You have to earn them in some sort of way whether they want it in this way or that way, you got, you got to earn it. Okay. All right. Let's and, take and everybody it. aren't just getting these deals. No. Yeah. That's helpful. Cause I think that's the expectation is that you make a choice to align with an NIL representative of sorts. And then once you make, once you have that relationship, you start making money because they start finding you deals. That was what, that was what I thought it was. Well, that's the goal. I mean, the goal is for me to help set up find them deals, but it takes a little bit of time for businesses to trust you and know yeah. who Cedric is and they got to believe in NIL in the school first and foremost. Yeah. So. All right. Let's take this next question. This is from Miles Slade. Miles Slade, QB at St. John's College High School, committed to play at the United States Naval Academy. You can find me on Instagram at Miles Slade underscore. My question is, given your limited time commitments as a student athlete, what are the kinds of NIO deals that you can realistically engage in? I mean, it all just just kind of depends on 
on your your time and your scheduling. I mean, like I kind of said <laughs> earlier, um, you know, I kind of allow Pet, you know, to kind of help me re reach out to people and and look at maybe contracts of people who are, might approach me or different stuff like that. Because, like I said, that's you know his field. That's where he's educated at. Um, and so I know I need his hope in that. Uh, to tie in, like they're super busy. I mean, it's right. I don't want to say it's like frustrating, but it's just like it's tough because I know he's busy. Mm -hmm. And the business might be like, well, if Seth signs this, he's got to be here to sign this at 12 o'clock today. I'm like, Seth has class and he has practice at one o'clock. I can't, like, there's nothing I can, like that's good for me, said to have me because they might blowing him up saying, you know, said this contract said you got to have three autograph sessions between, you know, these days. I can look at it and say, well, he can't do that. Sorry. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, yeah. but I mean, I would tell that kid too. Like, I think that just depends on your grind and hustle. I mean, Armando Baycott's killing it. Right. Yeah, he's, but I mean, this, dude, this dude was like in like a TV show. Right. Like, but I will say what I don't like about that is fans blaming NIL stuff on why teams lose. I just, to me, that's so like. Uh, because they're taking time away from. But well, like how much time? Like I, I'm on these commercial shoots. Like literally Seb went to Al's Burger Shack for a photo shoot for like 15 minutes one day and met mm -hmm. with him, tried the burger. But like. If Kyle was talking about 0-3 they might, and Cedric missed one tackle, they might have been like, see, like said, all he cares about is burgers instead of football. And it's just like, guys, it takes literally like they could be playing Xbox yeah. at that time. You would never know what they're doing. Like, guys. But I mean, are, I, I think that's like kind of what comes with it. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, allowing us to be compensated and kind of marketed like this, I mean, it, it put us in, in front of more eyes and kind of took a little bit of the amateurism kind of out of it. Um, and it, it, it's they they kind of look at it in, in, a, in a professionalism kind of way. Yeah. Um, okay. And I think so that, that kind of what comes with it. So it's you being disciplined and structured enough to maintain or meet your commitments for um, practices, for studying, all of that, and then finding time outside of that to dedicate to these deals that you get for NIO. So it's on your own time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So is it helpful then to have an attorney involved to negotiate the contracts around your availability? Um, I mean, said I'll answer cut me off, but I mean, I think at this time, like I'm pretty well aware of the contracts. Like, I've been in marketing since I graduated college. My mm -hmm. dad opened this business in '88, so he's been in marketing for you know more than that long. But I mean, I always I'll, he goes with me sometimes if it's a bigger time type thing. And I'll also look at this contract. You know, what do you think about it? Um, and I'll get him involved. Mm -hmm. But I haven't needed a lawyer yet until okay. somebody sent me like a, because most of the deals, the people I deal with, I know them. And like, hey, we're good to go. You know, like that sounds good. It's a handshake with a little bit of a contract. But I think once he moves up and, you know, once he goes to the NFL, you'll start needing maybe. I'm not sure how that process works. But right now we haven't needed a lawyer. What kind of support? are you giving or are you getting from coaches? No, I don't talk to coaches. I'm not. Um, I'm pretty sure the rule is coaches. Can't yes. Be yeah. yeah. So I, coaches, I coaches like um, really can't be involved like at okay. all. They can't like be middlemans or kind of work mm -hmm. as agents or, or none of that. That's kind of one of the rules um, that they have in place. Um, but I will say, 
um, schools have different ways of helping themselves. Like I'm a part of this thing um, for UNC, which we call um, is Hills for Life, um, which is basically a, a collective through the school that is paid for probably by boosters or, or big time Carolina fans or whatever. Okay. Um, and it, they basically compensate us for doing different types of work for different companies. And it's usually like charitable community um, type companies and different things like that. And I know a lot of schools um, kind of have like a similar type, you know, deal. So it's like a fan club, but funded through the fan base. And that's who pays you? Kind of, yeah. So I'm I'm paid by Heels for Life, which is like kind of like it's it's company in its own, I okay. guess you could say. Okay. But but it's it's through my school. Okay. So other schools right. will have maybe have something similar. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Columbus has one now. yeah. That that and that's what I was kind of talking about earlier, how like mm -hmm. the Alabamas and the Ohio States and, yeah. and the big time schools like that, their collective or whatever it is probably is way more funded or kind of than, than other schools in the country okay. you know because, how they because they're those big time schools because they always win because gotcha right so then that makes it competitive then right so you i mean with your you know, team members this is a great conversation you know having this conversation like more i'm talking about it I mean, I kind of already knew this, but I mean, at the end of the day, the more you produce, the more opportunities you'll have. And it ain't no like other way to kind of put it. No, there's, yeah. I mean, I, I had a guy that wanted to be on part of my team and he wasn't playing at all. And that was the one that made the comment about like, I want to make seven figures. And I was just like, dude, like I, I can't go to a business and say, hey man, like, this guy wants to represent your business. Oh, who is that? And he wants seven figures, but he yeah. doesn't even play. That's not like, that sounds rough, but it's just the truth. When you say he doesn't play, he's not affiliated with, he doesn't no, play he anything? Plays. He just doesn't like touch the field. I don't know how it's going oh, to okay. Wow. So, okay. Um, and I, I want him to like, I'm not, it's no disrespect, but I mean, you can't tell me, hey, don't make me a millionaire pet. And I'm like, that'd be like, give me a broken watch and saying, go sell it. Like, yeah. I don't want to sell a broken watch. Like, I just, I mean, it, like, it's tough enough getting deals because people don't believe in it. You know, the old school people are upset, like, oh, they don't deserve money. It's just like, well, okay, just hear my, hear me out from a marketing standpoint. Mm -hmm. like, why wouldn't you want a football player representing your brand or somebody like that? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand why you wouldn't. Okay, but just to be clear, they can still hire you or come to you wanting representation even if they don't. Oh, yeah. 100%. And I, I didn't tell that guy. I, I would have helped him out easily. But okay. I just, I, I always, prom I told Cedric and his mom this. Like, I'm not promising to be a millionaire tomorrow. Okay. I'm just promising to help you through this process, do the best I can at getting you deals and helping you stay focused on what you need to do so I can focus on your branding. Right. That's yeah. what I told his mom. And I tell all the parents that. And she liked that a lot. And I respected that. And I said, listen, I'm here to help you all in the process. Okay. But then the likelihood of you taking on these clients increases if they are either performing well or have established themselves as a brand already. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't turn down anybody, but it just, it would depend on like, I would let them know, Hey, like I, you can't get frustrated if I don't get you a deal within the first two or three months. I mean, just give me some time and 
work on yourself and work on your brand a little bit. Okay. There's a perfect example, a guy named Debo Williams out of South Carolina. He's a linebacker. He's from Delaware. Um, he's good friends with one of my old roommates and he asked for help. He didn't play much this freshman year at all. Um, really at all, but he's been working. He was on special teams. He got freshman of the week like three times. And now he just finally got his first deal, you know? So he just, he was, he said, I trust you. I can keep trusting you. I'll keep trusting you. I said, all right, good. Like, keep believing. I'm working. So, you know, he's doing a good job with it. Okay. And y'all play first matchup of the year. I'm, I'm, I'm going to that one. <laughs> I'll be wearing light blue, but you know, uh, I still love you, Debo. I still got love for you, but I ain't pulling for South Carolina or North Carolina. No way. All right. I think we have wrapped up the misconceptions around, you know, just brought some clarity to NIL, at least you have for me. So I do want to get back to, uh, said your decision and also, Pat, your decision to not go pro and how that has shaped or influenced the way that you coach, the way that you manage and represent your okay. athletes. So I'll take you first, Pat. All right. So, um, oh, so when I was in college, I played college basketball in Maine and uh, they found out I had a, I'll shorten it a little bit. They found out that I had a tumor in my brain, my sophomore year of college. I kept playing. Um, but then I broke my finger that same year. They found another cyst in my bone there. I broke that finger a second time that summer, and then I broke my ankle. Um, and I was just like, what's going on with my life? I remember being on my knees asking God, like, what are you doing to me? Like, all I want to do is just play basketball. And after that, I went to Germany, uh, going to my junior year. I tried out for a team, got an offer from a club in Germany. Uh, told them I'd let them know when I got back to the States and took some time. And I told them I wanted to finish school. And my mom would kill me if I didn't finish school. And then I just didn't have the love for it like I used to. Like, I mean, going to Germany is different than being in, you know, the NBA or NFL or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. um, so I finished college basketball and came home, wanted to work for my family. And then they asked me to come coach at a middle school near me. Um, and uh, I didn't want to do it really initially, but – you just feel called to do certain things. I'm a, I'm a man of faith. And uh, I think that that played out a lot during all my injuries and my cysts and my seizures. And, you know, um, that year my life was really tough, but it shaped kind of who I am right now. So uh, the way I approach life and business is because of those moments in my, you know, that year of my life of the three broken bones, the cysts, the seizures. Um, so I try to live that way and make an impact on those people I coach and that I'm in business with. Um, I'm okay with not being pro. I still play basketball like once or twice a week. Mm -hmm. I love coaching middle school basketball. It's so dumb, but it's just so easy and simple. It's so much fun. Like they really yeah. enjoy it. Um, and the NIL stuff is just like extra for me. It's just fun to like get to know these guys. It kind of stinks because mm -hmm. you like, you love North Carolina football, but now like you won't set to do so well too, just because you know them. Yeah. So it makes like, like, I don't know. It's just different. It's like, he's like, a brother of mine, so just even worse, you know, going to games and he falls down like, oh my God, like, get up. Like, get up. You know what I mean? Why, what's going on? Or you know, he does really well. You're just so passionate and happy about it. So, yeah. um, but the decision not to go pro was easy for me and I've benefited from it greatly. I've been really blessed. 
Okay. And so is that part of your mentoring? Is that part of the conversations that you have now with the kids you coach, with the people you represent about what success looks like beyond whether you go pro or not? No, oh, definitely middle school kids. I mean, I tell the middle school kids, I don't even care if you don't go D1. You can go a good time and have D2 and D3. I mean, I had a, I was a thousand point scorer at my school. You know, I got to meet Steve Clifford, the Charlotte Hornets, who went to my school. Mm -hmm. Got a chance to play overseas. Didn't take it. But and, um, you know, there are a lot of different opportunities out there. You don't have to be pro to be successful at what you do. I'm at a middle school level. I'm enjoying myself coaching. Um, and now I'm doing NIL stuff, which not a lot of people are doing. Yeah. And I got to meet people like Cedric, Puff, um, Debo, Holton Aylers, the quarterback for East Carolina. You know, get to meet different people and just be a part of their journey. So that's why I'm enjoying it. You know, just be a part of their journey. And we got a really something big set up coming in February for Cedric and some of the UNC guys. So, I mean, it's just uh, everyone has a different road in life. You know, mm -hmm. um, I'm just trying to make the most of it that I can because basketball wasn't my calling at the end of the day. You know, the NBA wasn't my calling. And that's fine. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing now. So as I long love as that. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Seb, what does success look like for you? Um, what does it look like for me? <laughs> um, I mean, to kind of answer your question, so I, I guess you asked, why do I want to go pro first? Is, is that what you were saying? Well, you can answer it however, in whatever way is on your heart. Because that's what I'm asking now. What does success look like for you? Is there only one measure of success or do you have a variety of different measures for success? I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, kind of referring to what Puff said, I mean, there, you know, obviously my dream is is to make it to the NFL and, and, and have a successful career. Mm -hmm. um, but, but may that not happen, you know, that, that definitely doesn't define that my life wasn't successful or I can't be successful. Yeah. Um, but, but it's definitely a, a goal of mine is something that's very important to me and something that I'm working hard to get to. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's something, the type of life that um, I want to live, but it, it, if that doesn't happen, then I mean, I'm kind of similar to Puff. I, I definitely kind of want to work in sports, want to okay. work in kids, kind of give back, um, and maybe help people get to the level that I'm at now and, and, and even further. Um, you know, sports is something that I'm, I'm definitely passionate about. Um, and, I, and I even always had a dream, you know, when I was done playing, like from the NFL, I would start like my own little league organization. Okay. Um, and different things like that. So, um, you know, making it to the NFL and becoming professional is, is, is definitely um, the goal for me is definitely something that I want to accomplish, but so may that not happen, you know, I, I'll definitely be fine and I'll definitely find other ways to be happy and successful in my life. Yeah. All right. So two more years of el eligibility left or one year? I got two more left, but oh. I, I kind of plan on using one and um, kind of taking that jump. Dang, put the news out there already. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there was there. I mean, there were people asking if I were going to leave this year. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I mean, I thought, you know, first of all, I haven't graduated yet. 
You know, I feel like I have, you know, more developing to do as a player. I feel like I can get better as a player mm -hmm. um, to prepare myself for the next level. Um, Cause you know, it's a business and it can be cutthroat now and it, and it only gets even worse at that level. Yeah. Um, so I definitely want to be, you know, as much as prepared as possible um, before I get there. So that's, that's kind of the reason why I came back this year to, to do another year. Okay. And I have to ask because, you know, I've been talking to you about insurance since you started high school. Are you maintaining insurance? Yes. <laughs> okay. And then, you know, with all of the injuries that we hear about, I, I think football gets a, a has a bad reputation in talking about injuries. I know people can get injured playing anything. I know they've made some, um, you know, there's been some reform in um, how athletes are protected. So it isn't about football. It's really more about just protecting yourself. I've, and I've always had these conversations with you about making sure you're protected just in case. It's what insurance is, is just in case. It sounds like you have an insurance endorsement. Did I hear that? Yeah, we just signed the contract last week. Mm -hmm. First of all, if you're going to um, a school um, at this kind of high level, yeah. Um, I, I will say a part of your scholarship, they usually kind of take care of all your medical type expenses while you're um, in college, which I think is, is, is a great thing um, that they do. I mean, I know there, there's a kid on my team who actually got diagnosed with cancer last year. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and his family doesn't have to pay a, a, a bill for any of his cancer. Oh, wow. Uh, stuff like that. So that's... that's that's definitely um, a blessing. Um, uh, I thought we might might have had a bad connection. His audio was getting pretty bad. Yep. Hopefully he can hop back in. Well, at this point, I'm actually just going to have you guys wrap up with any closing remarks, um, suggestions, epiphanies, <laughs> gotcha. um, anything you want to share with the listeners. Um. I mean, I, first off, I would say always keep working towards your dream and never give up, you know, but sometimes God has a different path for you. You got to listen to that and follow that as well and just accept it. I mean, it's not I, I love Inky Johnson. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's somebody that's just you find him on YouTube. He played at Tennessee, lost all feeling and movement in his right arm, I think. Um, and He couldn't go to the NFL anymore. Mm. And now he's a motivational speaker and telling his story and. You know, just accepted his role. You know, sometimes I wanted to go to the NBA, but didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Now I'm coaching middle school and getting to hang out with guys like Sed and Puff and Debo and Holton. Yeah. You know, and just getting to know these guys and help them in their help them on their journey. And hopefully if it works out. You know, when Sed makes the NFL, I'll be his marketing rep in the NFL. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to be his agent. And if I'm not his marketing rep, that's fine. As long as I can just come to those games and watch him be successful. And that's, yeah. Um, you know, and I believe in him. I'm not his number one fan. I'm probably top 10 because I know he's got a lot of family. That, a lot of fans. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but I'm definitely up there. But um, I would just say keep working and don't let NIL be, be your sole focus. You know, just focus on your game and your craft and your journey and the deals will come. Yeah. So, All right, Pat, where can people find you? I'm most active on Facebook. I'm an old head, so I'm most active on Facebook. Just Pet Sumner. And then I got an Instagram still. Mm -hmm. um, my Instagram handle, I think, is just pet underscore Sumner. I think. Let me check because I listen. I 
I had a social media fast for a while. You know, it was consuming my life. Um, yeah. And the stuff that goes on there sometimes, you're like, why is this on my feed? I've had to unfollow so many people. Yeah. I'm like, I'm what are you putting on my feed? I'm a man of faith. I'm trying not to see anything like that. So <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, hit the unfollow button. But it's just pet underscore Sumner. Okay. 22. That's my best number. Pet underscore Sumner 22. All right. And what about Sumner Sports? Can they follow you there? Yeah, they can. It's just uh, Sumner underscore sports. All right. Said, do you have any closing remarks, comments, suggestions, epiphanies, things that you want to share with Miles, with um, Idell, and any of the listeners? Um, yeah, definitely um, to, the, to the high school um, students you had, um, definitely tell them kind of be patient, um, trust the process, um, but definitely put, put yourself out there. Um, and, and, and I kind of hope for the best. Um, but other than that, um, thanks for having me. Um, looking forward to, to, to a good year next year. Yeah. And, yeah. and where can people follow you, Sid? Uh, people can follow me on Instagram at 33.sedcd. Um, and where can they get that merch? They can get the merch. Um, there's a link in my bio. Um, um, for the merch um, and pet, what what is the website again? Barnes. It's just CarolinaBarnstorming.com. Yeah, CarolinaBarnstorming.com. Yep. All right, and I'll be sure to include all of your handles and the link to the merchandise in the episode notes. Sounds good to me. Thank you, guys. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Appreciate it. How to feel not to formally talk football? <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Done some similar says. Okay. Before. Seth's quiet though. Seth's quiet. He don't say too much. The gentle giant. Yeah, I don't know about gentle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Well, I will let you guys get back to your afternoon. Ooh, those F and C words is an independently produced podcast, produced and edited by yours truly, Marcia Cork and made possible with support from listeners like you. To support the podcast, go to anchor.fm forward slash those FNC words forward slash support or click the link in the show description. If you've made a commitment to self-care in 2023, join my free hashtag different, better, more challenge on Slack. Come for the accountability, stay for the community. Download the Slack app now and click the link in the show description to join.